0: Welcome to Kickback with Chris. Kick Back with Chris, the martial arts podcast.
1: Brought to you by Martialytics Easy to use Super powerful management software for your martial arts school
0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Get Back With Chris, the Martial Arts Podcast I'm getting fairly consistent now with this whole podcasting thing, aren't I? I bet you thought, bet you thought hey, he's going to get bored again and wander off and do something else But no, I've stuck with it I've Stuck with it, 100 and I think it's 112 episodes now Obviously we had the little gap I needed my little brain break but we're back to it. Back to it. Strong. We've got our talk, bo- talk bollocks Tuesday, as we're uh, we're calling it on a Tuesday. I think I don't know. Matt wasn't overly keen to start with, but I think he likes the idea now. But what do you guys think? We think we should uh, we should run with that. Or? <laughs> How long do you think it'll be before Apple bans us? But anyway, today uh, I've got a really really special guest on. Um, not just because of the subject at hand, but. He was one of my first students when I first started working full time as a martial arts instructor back in the late 1990s. Um, so I I was sort of thrown in at the deep end uh, as far as instructing goes. I was a super keen martial artist. Um, I was about 19 at the time, and um, you know really keen to emulate my instructors at the time. And you know as you do, you naively think, well I'm I'm all right. This kicking and punching lark, teaching it can't be that hard, can it? Uh, yeah. Little did I know. But yeah, Stuart was one of the students there at the time and he must have been in his early teens and um really quiet young lad, really hard working, really focused and dedicated to his craft. And, you know, in that period between when I left the, the gym based in Armthorpe in Doncaster, um, we bumped into each other occasionally at like competitions and events and stuff, but never really never really sat down and had a, a proper catch up. So yeah, that's what this podcast is about, just having a good chat, catching up, rem, you know, reminiscing a little bit, learning about his trade as a clinical hypnotherapist, an area which you know I've been interested in for a long time, but never really had the opportunity to sit down and ask questions and you know, poke at it a little bit. So that's what I've done today. But anyway, I won't spoil it. I'll let you guys have a good listening, and I'll catch up with you afterwards. Brought to you by www.mitmaster.com. All right, everybody, so it's that time of the week again, and joining me, well, I, I always say special guest, but this week it is a very special guest. Uh, we've got Mr. Stuart Wade, who is a the guy who I've not spoken to properly for, we've had a few interactions at like events and stuff for a few hmm. five, five minutes here and there, but I haven't sat down and spoken to him properly in more than two decades, which is, which is crazy. <laughs> so just a little bit of background, when I first started out teaching back in the late 90s, Um, Stuart was a a a student at the school at the time. How old would you have been then at the time? Do you remember? Um,
1: That's a good question. Probably nine or ten. (laughs) Wow. Yeah.
0: Now that makes me feel really. All the people who are watching the video version of this now are like. (laughs) 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 Yeah. It's a long. Yeah, but I would have been nineteen, and I'm coming up forty-four now. So I mean, that puts yeah those are back back in the day we've got got a lot to cover really (laughs) Mm. yeah just a bit so um for those that don't know what 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 are you up to these days then what's your what's your thing sure so my thing is
1: hypnotherapy that's my business that's what i work as and not surprisingly to anybody that knows me i work a lot with athletes and martial artists on helping them perform better, but also overcome any mental blocks and things like that. Wow! So, yeah, that's what I'm doing. And at the moment, I'm I'm a little bit busy being injured. So oh, no. So uh, yeah, the, the trainings had to take a little bit of a back seat just while I sort my hip out. And
0: uh, oh, it happens, yeah, old, mate. It,
1: you know, it, it is what it is. Lifetime
0: of doing martial arts and things catch up with you, don't they? They do. Tell me about it. Absolutely, they do. So how how long have you been? doing that sort of thing now what was it about hypnotherapy that caught your attention was it is it something you've always been interested in or was it something that kind of came onto your radar at some point and you thought that sounds interesting I'll I'll do that
1: well I'll try and keep the story as succinct as I can
0: okay or what have I unlocked here then
1: (laughs) well it's just it's become my my kind of origin story really getting into this so when I was about, I'll, I'll skip a bit. When I was about 16 or 17 mm. and I was I was competing internationally at the time and I picked up a visualization practice from somewhere. Don't remember where, don't remember why. But I got into a bit of a routine where I'd be at the arena. I'd go somewhere away from the the main hall, if you like, do my physical warm-up. And then I'd sit down, kneel down, and I'd shut my eyes and just visualize what I wanted to do out there on the mat or in the ring or whatever it might have been. And I always found that it just put me in the right mindset to go out and perform to my best. And the results didn't always go my way mm. due to various reasons. I'm not bitter about any biased judges at all still. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, but it always put me in a great headspace. Fast forward a bit I did a degree in sports science at uni and a third of that degree was sports psychology so that mm. gave me a bit more insight and after graduating from uni I went through a phase where I'd be competing and I started getting tired really quickly in in some of the tournaments in the in fights right. and with hindsight, my training probably could have been a bit smarter. My diet could definitely have been a bit better,
0: mm, but we'll it was messing
1: there. with it was messing with my head. That was the yeah. thing, and I'd be going in thinking, "Crap, is it going to happen again?" Mm. And I got referred to a hypnotherapist by a friend of mine. Went and saw this guy, thinking it was a bit weird. I'm going to say
0: we're dubious, or yeah.
1: well, I, I was curious, right? But I was I was very much that's a bit woo woo. That's a bit out there, yeah. But in all honesty, it was amazing. It really shifted my mindset and the way that I felt in terms of the confidence in my fitness and, and subsequently didn't have issues with it again. Fast forward a little bit again, and I'd gone through gone through a breakup, you know, we've all been there. Wasn't in yeah. a great headspace, And I was reading an article in the Sunday Mirror newspaper that Paul McKenna, start again, Paul McKenna had written yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: And found this article fascinating and they were doing a competition and they were going to pick three people from anywhere in the UK to go down to London and have Paul hypnotize you essentially at his house. What they what they didn't tell you at the time was that there would be a lovely, embarrassing write up in the Sunday mirror about it. But uh, but anyway, (laughs) I I entered and I got picked and I went down there. He, and I got along famously. I didn't know until I met him that he also had a massive admiration for Bruce Lee, same oh, as wow. me. So we had a lot to talk about in that respect as well, tying back in with the martial arts.
0: Mm.
1: And so he d- he did what he did. It was great, and that was the light bulb moment for me. I just thought, you know, what? I need to do this. Mm. I've. I've I'm fascinated. I'm sold. Yeah. And so I asked him what I should do, what what I should study. And so he told me to train with his mentor, which I did. Then got qualified as a clinical hypnotherapist myself off the back of that, and that was just over nine years ago now. And I've been working with clients ever since. But uh, yeah, so it's been it's been an
0: interesting ride, you know. Just a bit. Now I, I got a question for you that you probably get asked a lot, and you're probably like, oh, it's that question again. But I've always <laughs> wondered what what does the process what does it feel like like if I so I, I go in and then I explain what my problems might be or how I want the help and or guidance whatever mm. do you do you feel do you feel something changing during the process or is it something that it, it's so subtle that it kind of changes without you realizing it's change? I just I've always been interested in the process of of how what it feels like what the mm. process or maybe it's individual maybe it's different for everybody I don't know I mean
1: yeah, that would be my answer. It, yeah. It, it's very much how an individual reacts to it. Like sometimes if if I'm with a client and once we've we've finished the session, you know, they're they're about to leave and they can recount every single word I've said to them. Mm. They know exactly what's gone on, exactly what's been said. Other times they've not got a Scooby. Right. They haven't got a clue. And so everybody responds to it differently some people feel quite almost an out of body type experience you know some people feel completely present the whole way through it is very much individualized but across all of it however you respond to it it often has a if not subtle a profound effect
0: yeah
1: yeah it's heard people say it's
0: life-changing that they've Mm -hmm. They've gone from being addicted to whatever health unhealthy lifestyle to stopping. As much as I'm thinking, wow, that's that's when you think about it, it's and and making you know what may be a small change in mental approach to it, the the physical and lifestyle and you know social and emotional changes that it makes. No, it's like stopping smoking or changing your approach to fitness. You know, from being a negative to a positive. I don't know it the the knock on effect from it is huge. I would imagine for for some people, it must be very. I, I bet you have it occasionally where people say, "Oh, you know, it's changed my life," and you know, thank you for. It must be all weird when people come up to you and drop that on you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it,
1: it it is, but it's also very validating. Yeah, you know, because I've, I'm very much convinced of the power of this, mm. and I mean, I, I could I could tell you. Some, stories with it with clients and sessions that I've had where even I've thought you know how has it done that how Mm -hmm. has that change happened you know and and physical things this this Mm is the the biggest thing that that was very early on in my career something that I struggled to get my head around where somebody and this actually happened somebody came to me with a, a severe limp and you know she she'd been having shooting pains up and down her legs all night didn't know what the problem was thought she might have a um what's the word a trapped nerve in her back yeah and i like to plan what i'm gonna do i like to know what i'm dealing with going in this was this was very much off the cuff and i wasn't prepared for it and so i had to wing it and 25 minutes of improvisational hypnotherapy and she was able to stand up move around freely with no pain and walk Mm. out of there normally like how's that just happened when all i've done is talk at her for 25 minutes you know but it's but there's more and more scientific proof now and scientific studies going on that are actually proving that it has a real effect. I was listening to another podcast the other day where they had a neuroscientist on and she cited a study where they had two groups. One group was just weightlifting in the gym. The goal was to see about how their strength changed through a weight training program. So one group was doing purely the weight training program. The other group was doing the same program but also doing visualization exercises. Okay. The group that did visualization exercises got 15% stronger than the group that was just weightlifting. <laughs> Same amount of time. Wow. No other difference, you know. So it, it has a real physiological effect on the body as well.
0: It's amazing. These people listening to this now, like, Googling the local <laughs> clinical hypnotherapist. <laughs> <laughs> right. Where can I find them? <laughs> yeah, nice. damn right. It's, it's amazing. I mean, you think now, I mean, we all it's funny because i'll have conversations with people about this and they'll go oh no 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 i don't i don't i don't believe in any of that sort of thing and i'm like yes but you just got to remember the mind is an incredibly powerful thing and it can Mm. it can do things without you knowing i mean we're all we all seem to think you know the martial artists like no i would never fall foul of anything like that but it's like the amount of like subtle advertising the, the the things that it can make you do, then you don't even realize that it's doing. I'm sure you saw that very famous one. Um, was it Darren Brown that did it? Where he put things in a shop and he planted an image into people's heads and they didn't even know they were walking around the shop looking at things and they all had the same thing in their head by the end of it. And I was just like, that's just crazy. And there was no words <laughs> involved. That was just imagery. It's like, yeah. so, you know, if you understand how to control that I, I suppose it's it's a powerful thing now here's the thing i suppose you're not you can't professionally really admit to it but have you, <laughs> have you ever done like a sneaky thing just say, i wonder if i could i wonder if i could get this them to think this or to think that or do that just by saying this or that you must have done it you must have done it well
1: <laughs> you can't admit in, to it but i'm sure you in, are in a in a way in a way all ethical and above board i must say but <laughs> of course. Uh, yeah it's the power of suggestion is a powerful thing let's just say that i'm i'm like
0: sitting here now like paying attention to everything i'm like (laughs) because i've actually seen at an event it was a business event some guy got on the front row um i don't know how he i don't know how he did it it was i don't know whether it was hand gestures or i don't know what it was but he got a guy on the front row to just to go to sleep and i was just like jesus and everybody was like how the hell did you he do that because it was a genuine guy as well it wasn't the plant because we all knew we all knew him um and we were all in the same talk i'm like how has he done it and this guy was like oh yeah you know this, this i'm like wow this is crazy and we all need to we all i need to know more about this so um mm. it is it's really powerful stuff but um i'm just looking at that shelf did you put that shelf up that's <laughs> got a lot of trophies on there. I'm very impressed with his shelf skills. Yeah, yeah. My dad actually put that up. So he all gets right. the, he gets the
1: credit for it. But <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, a lot of it's trophies. definitely
0: standing firm. Yeah. There's a lot of trophies. Yeah. Is that all of them or is that a collection at, of them? At, at risk of sounding
1: big headed, no, that's about half the ones in the room. Crikey. Yeah. All right,
0: then let's let's go back. So when I was at Armthorpe's, this is late nineties. Mm-hmm i moved early 2000 i think it was 2000 actually moved to Doncaster so we were doing tournaments weren't we that time i remember Mm. um were you sparring by that point we'd sort of tournament sparring or were we still doing forms and? yeah i think so yeah yeah wow so that so yeah so that would be late 90s um Mm. because i always remember back then you were very 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 quiet Mm. very quiet very focused very um determined driven um hard working and we'd go to the tournaments and you'd always do I remember you always did well at the tournaments. Um and then I left so I didn't ever really get to see that next chapter, that next Mm-mm. you know so where did you, where did you go with it then after because I remember you'd done a you'd done a dang did done second? Third, second? I can't remember. I mean, you were definitely black belt, if not more, by mm. the time I'd left. Um yeah. But yeah, where where did that journey go from there after i mm. after I'd moved along?
1: sure sure so so i was actually a black belt when i first moved to armthorpe
0: ah uh, yes of yeah, course yeah. i remember now yeah i remember now
1: yeah so it will probably have been my second dan that i did before you left i would yeah. imagine yeah but uh but yeah so from starting at armthorpe and doing the little interclub tournaments and and then yeah. venturing out further afield to some of the ones that we did around the country that's right um I then stepped up a little bit and and I actually my first Great Britain representation was when I was thirteen, and uh, that was at the French open.
0: I remember that
1: yeah yeah, so
0: I that. Now yeah said it. i
1: think i think if i if I remember right, I think myself. Andy Taylor and Danny Ball all went.
0: Yeah, I, I remember think. you being on the video because we we're on Belang.com. It was like, oh, yeah, wow, yeah, look,
1: look, they're on Belang.com. You've yeah, made it, yeah. but you would made it when you were on that website. <laughs> exactly. That was the one. But, uh, but yeah, so that was the first one. And then I think pretty much every year after that, until my mid twenties, when I, when I kind of stopped competing i never officially retired but i just kind of stepped away a little bit mm. uh, mainly due to work but also due to being annoyed with politics and things like that oh, well, don't we, yeah don't we know it yeah but uh, but yeah pretty much every year i i was selected to either represent england or great britain at a, a big international whether it mm. was a world championship or a european championship and yeah traveled around a lot and with, with various different organizations as well i always okay. wanted to Compete against the best people, mm. and not just that. That was my main gripe with martial arts competitions: was that it was so fragmented, with all yeah. the different organizations, and each organization had people who were loyal to yeah. that. They didn't compete outside of that. And for me, I just wanted to compete against everybody. So yeah. I would I would go to ISKA, I'd go to WACO, I'd go to WKA, and, and all these. You know, you name it, all the different yeah. other organizations, because I wanted to all the get out. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and and also, you know, I I wanted to win as many trophies as I could. Absolutely. And, uh, so yeah, so I, I competed around the world and had had a lot of success, and yeah, it's it's something I look back on fondly.
0: Was there a, was there a specific? um weight division or class or anything in particularly We full contact or like continuous ring we are a bit of everything well, well it, it it's funny because
1: I, it was never formally full contact we, but we, you, you know as well as I do it's just yeah. a name it's just a label yeah. you know it's and, subjective uh, isn't it
0: one person's yeah, exactly. points is another person's, you know, yeah. By it. person's
1: yeah it's different for everybody yeah exactly so so I I Tended to compete in, in points continuous and, and then doing the forms as well. Okay. And oh, so you uh, kept
0: up with the forms
1: as well. Yeah, it, it more it, it more became the traditional forms that okay. I moved into. And uh I, I won won a couple of world titles at the traditional forms and I won a couple of world titles in the in the fighting as well. But wow. I tended to I tended to fight at as I as I became an adult, should I say. I tended to fight as a heavyweight and I was I was undersized as a heavyweight right. you know I was far too small and I remember um competing at the US Open in let me think 2011 and it it was it was interesting because I was on on the ISK UK team right and the the the, uh, the lead up to it wasn't the best Um, I I crashed at Clifton Findlay's flat the night before. And then me, him, and I think it was the Thursday, we flew to Florida. I've always struggled to sleep on planes, so I didn't really get much sleep. Weighed in the following morning Mm. for Friday lunchtime. And and I was, I was fighting at heavyweight My first fight I went in against the guy Who went on to win the whole thing right. And he outweighed me by two stone What? And <laughs> 30 seconds into the first round I had no energy I, I was know. just I was just dead to the world And I actually dropped the guy twice Through the fight Once illegally, granted but, uh, <laughs> Well, you know you know uh, th- this is the thing and uh you do what you got to do in desperate yeah. times and but yeah so so the fight wasn't really going my way and i and the, the first round ended and i went back to the corner and clifton wasn't actually in my corner at that one it was um oh god i forget his name the the guy who whose
0: school is bolton dragons um well oh, now i'm gonna do the same thing <laughs> yeah yeah. But the guy um, whose name we have both we have forgotten. We're re- sorry if you're listening. Yes. Le- Leisha we've both been Morrison's been kicked in the head too many times over the last yes. however many decades, so it's you know. yeah, just a bit. Yeah. Le- Leisha Morrison's dad. Okay, there you go. Let's just um, call him that.
1: <laughs> Mr. Morrison. Mr. Yeah. Morrison. Um, he was in my corner, and he was he was my only corner man. And as I say, I went back to the to the corner after the first round, and I was seeing three of him. Oh Jesus! It was just like yeah, this isn't good.
0: (laughs) uh, No.
1: And so, yeah, then I I ended up losing the fight on on points as it was, and then the other guy went on to win the whole thing. But the main, the main uh, disappointment for me there was just that adrenaline dump.
0: Mm.
1: You know, and I think with, with the jet lag and everything else, it just didn't go
0: planned. But yeah. (laughs) Well, it's a life lesson, isn't it? I suppose. It is. It is. You know, to, you know, you know, to expect that that adrenaline, it's a horrible feeling because you feel like you're like you're ready to go i'm ready i'm gonna i'm gonna you know it's just mm-hmm. like someone's just pulled the plug yep let get out to breathe your legs stop working your arms <laughs> just feel like they weigh five times as much as they did before it's just horrible um, yeah and it's the realization of it happening as well
1: oh yeah yeah it's and you horrible. can do nothing about it
0: no you can do all <laughs> the training and under the sun and and you can't it's like oh it's happening i can't oh yeah it's great um yeah what can you do well you can come and see you actually you can know.
1: Well, well that's it yeah i could have could have done with uh some of this knowledge back then you know
0: yeah, absolutely so uh let's go back I, I mentioned this before um before we spoke today about the old days the old arm thought days what memories do you have of that because my people keep reminding me of stuff that i've completely forgotten about but yeah. christ I, I was i mean it's all right you say you know we said you know you were child at the time but I was I was I was 19 I was thrown in to that from I remember being a super keen you know um Mortal Kombat obsessed you know everything at the time you know all the things that were out at the time um and just chucked into teaching with no experience at all and I, I so a lot of that is a is a bit of a blur and a bit of a blank there's like there's odd memories I have of things like you know, Danny was always breaking stuff. There might times he kicked a ball through a window, or he was always breaking things. Mm. Um, but I do have I do have good mem- I have strong fond memories of because looking back on it now, I would teach, and then Morgan, who was one of the trust, he'd take over. But then I would go down the other end, and we'd jump around. And we do stuff, and then I'd teach again, and then I'd have a break, and we'd jump around. And then, whereas now, any time I can get off the mats, I'm like, sit down, <laughs> sit down. I just, you know, I can't even, you know, begin to understand how I did it, to be honest. But I just, yeah, I just wondered what you remember of those times. And
1: yeah, similar, similar, really. Except from the teaching because I wasn't teaching yeah. then. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, jumping around and doing flips on the crash mats and yes. You know, le- learning how to do kip ups and aerial cartwheels and all all that business. Yeah, it was uh, it was
0: fun. It was. It was. Now I remember that I actually drove through Armthorpe randomly. Um, because the motorway was closed and I went and I came through and that building's still there but the rest of it's just totally different I couldn't get my head around how mm-hmm. much the place had changed but yeah that building's still there and I think it's a dance school or something I thought that's what I saw yes, on the sign anyway that's right yeah, yeah and I'm like oh wow it's actually still there it's not been bulldozed or or you know you know disappeared like it happens with a lot of buildings mm-hmm. but um yeah I, it cra- it was crazy to so think you know that that's supposed back in the dark ages, isn't it the 1990s but Literally just came off the mats. Now you're teaching full time, like that. And I'm like, that's frightening when you think about it. So I was kind of learning on the job, um and I just remember the first time walking in and just having this room full of four year olds. Can what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? Like I've never done this before. And um yeah, it was a. Yeah, thankfully it was a sink or swim, and I didn't sink too much, from what I remember. But. um yeah so did you did you go on to doing any um any teacher and instructing later on at all if you dabble yeah. in that at all yeah yeah you...
1: yes so i forget how old i was i must have been probably 14 15 something like that going through the the swat instructor program Oh, so you
0: did all that as well cool yeah cool.
1: yeah did, did all of that and uh and teaching was actually my after school job when i was in sixth form Oh, wow. I would I would get the bus from school, get off in Armthorpe, and I would then teach oh, that's
0: you know, cool.
1: four, four till eight PM four nights a week after school. That was my after school job. And then I actually um, when I went to uni, I did a bit of training at Jim Connolly's school in Newcastle. And yeah. I was I was actually teaching for Jim on on Saturdays as well while wow, I was so you uni. kept it going so I kept it going and then it was and then I've, I've taught the odd class and and seminar at Andy Crittenden's yeah. after university but it's it's not been a consistent thing it's yeah, been yeah. more sporadic because I went into my my career then so
0: mm. yeah awesome yeah. no it's it, I do bump into people occasionally and we catch up I had a good I actually caught up with with Stuart who was um mm. Mr Wilkes and what I tell you what's really what's really nice is um Stuart this Stuart <laughs> is one of the most respectful people that because uh, I I don't feel like I've earned any level level of respect but he'll always refer to people as sir and I've 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 always noticed that even though really I was just some 19-year-old kid that was paid to stand in front of him and tell him what to do um and all these years later he'll still always you'll always sign off on your messages with sir and I'm thinking that is so that is so awesome. That's so respectful. And you don't come across that very much anymore. Um I have always noted that. Um, yeah, yeah,
1: I I appreciate you saying that. And because I very much subscribe to the traditional values of being disciplined and having respect mm. for not just your elders, but especially your instructors. Yeah. And you, like you say, you don't see it all that much nowadays. And I'll tell you a little story. So when was it now? May last year,
0: mm.
1: I went to Miami to see a friend of mine. And my friend was actually training in in South Florida with Roger Krall, who mm. s- some of the listeners will know mm. was Amanda Nunes, her head trainer, when she mm. was at the height of her powers in the UFC. So he was training with Roger at the time and my mate arranged for us both to go and have a session with him and little did I know my mate's plan was to duck out in the warm-up and let me have a private with Roger (laughs) which was was amazing it was incredible Um, and we actually had two sessions while I was there but one of the things that stood out the most to me because again you think Amanda Nunes MMA UFC sport Mm. mixed martial arts cage fighting you know you think not not barbaric as such but it's it's the extreme end of martial arts and you don't think of it necessarily of having the traditional values and such. while I was waiting off the mats with my mate for Roger he was dealing with um, some guys that were refurbing the gym at the time he walked past us and he bowed onto the mats and he walked on and i said to my mate did you see that that's the way that i've been brought up yeah. and you don't you hardly ever see that nowadays yeah. and i mo- i mentioned it to him and he and he said yeah he says look i'm a traditional martial artist i work with some of the biggest knuckleheads in the gym yeah. <laughs> and each day i'm teaching them about respect and the yeah. traditional martial arts values yeah. because i am not losing that and i'm like hell yes i've just yeah. got i've got even more respect for you now
0: for saying must, that and and doing it you know yeah how are you you must have done this because i have mm. you know you're so it's so ingrained and automatically it's just part of your being and you've every fiber to bow in we've done it in the wrong place at the wrong time
1: <laughs>
0: i've done the best one my best one that i ever did was um, i went to meet the parents of my then girlfriend and I was so nervous when I went into the living room, I bowed into the living room. <laughs> and then wow. I was like, I have just yeah. done that. And everyone's looking at me and I can't rewind time to get out of this now. So I'm just gonna have to style it like, you know.
1: <laughs> wow. Yeah, I yeah. can't beat that one. <laughs> <laughs> you got a similar one though, you must have done it. We've all done it before. Uh, I'm sure I have, but no, nothing's coming to mind, but that, that's, a, that's a fantastic one,
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I've done it, and I'm like, I can't, like, how do I, what do I do? I've done it now. Oh, yeah. Just pretend like it never happened, and never gets to think, he's a very, very respectful young man, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: they're like, oh, one idiot.
0: <laughs> cool. So, um, what have you got going on at the minute, then? Anything you'd like to share? Anything in particular? I know, did you say that you're doing a podcast as well? Or did I Did not didn't mention. Did you mention that, or am I thinking things here?
1: Well, I am... Doing a bit of research at the moment to okay. see about maybe doing my own podcast. Oh, you heard fuddly, it here first. Funnily enough, with with my friend from Miami, we're we're looking at doing it together. But um, but no, I've just been I've been doing doing the rounds appearing on some different podcasts recently. So okay. yeah. I went I went through a phase when I was living down in London a couple of years ago and I was getting on podcasts regularly and then I fell out of it a little bit, but I love doing it. Yeah. And so recently i've gotten back on that horse and yeah yeah it's great fun but no in terms of what i'm doing just just the business and yep. rehabilitating this hip and hopefully touch wood i'm gonna have a training session on saturday and see how we get on
0: hopefully but, it works uh, well for me yeah. i know what it's like yeah, i mean i've you. been 14 months now with this knee and it's just mm. i feel like you're getting somewhere with it and then you're back to square one but it, and it's for me anyway the bit that i struggled with, obviously not being able to use my knee was frustrating, but yeah. the first couple of weeks was okay. You must hear this a lot. The first couple of weeks was fine. And then the bit that I wasn't ready for and I'm guessing it must've been a change in my a chemical change in my head because I wasn't yeah. physically training. I'd gone from always being physical to yeah. not doing anything for about five weeks. I, I, I can't remember a time in my life where I'd stopped for that long. And Mm -hmm. then my head fell to bits like I'm not ashamed to say it. My head fell to bits and I didn't understand why at the time. I thought, why, why am I being, why am I so grumpy and Mm -hmm. short tempered and agitated? And I think it just must have been because I stopped being physical and Mm -hmm. it just the chemical makeup, it must have all just shifted a little bit and um, it was awful. But now I'm prepped for it. I'm kind of ready for a little bit now. Um, Yeah you know the next I'm gonna have to have more surgery and I know there's gonna be that point where I'm gonna, I'm gonna be like right I, I can put things in place now to mm. make sure I've got that sort of mental safety net when yeah. when it hits because it hit me like a ton of bricks mm. yeah, I went from being fine one day to the next day just being I can't be bothered with anything like literally I hate martial arts I don't want to do anything I don't want to watch it I don't want to see it I've gone from being excited about but turning on the TV box to see what UFC had recorded at the weekend to watch to mm. going nah, no nah, no nah. Don't don't like it. Not interested. Which was frightening, really, when you consider it. Yeah. Like, um, but yeah, you must, you must come across that sort of thing mm. time to time, or a lot maybe. But maybe in different fields, but Yeah, absolutely. The physical change, you know, stopping being physical. I was ready for it affecting my body, but not my head. Mm. That was weird when that happened.
1: Yeah, it's, you're exactly right. It's It's, you don't realized how much mental and emotional benefit you get from exercising and, and especially if you're doing something that you really love like martial arts mm. you don't realize the benefit you're getting while you're doing it until you can't for an mm. extended period of time and it, you all those feel good hormones that you get after training they're not there anymore mm. and uh yeah you're not able to do the things that you're used to so that it's it's very much a downward spiral and and it can really catch you out if you're not careful and and Mm -hmm. it happens to the best of us that's the thing yeah yeah no one's exempt
0: yeah that's it um but now I know obviously for the future I've been well not too many times I have to take a bit more time out that it's there Mm. and I know now Um, yeah I just I I, what actually worked for me I just started reading a lot Mm -hmm. I think I just that's why I, my way of channeling it a little bit, I guess. Just I just read a lot and learnt about a lot of new things, and that that seemed to. I don't know whether it ticks the box in my head that, you know, oh look, you're active, you're doing something, you're learning, you're thinking, you know, thinking about things. I don't know, but um, anyway, mm-hmm. brains are strange. Brains are strange things, but very complex, clever things at the same time, aren't they? But okay, cool, oh, yeah. Cool. <laughs> so, um, so you say you got you injured your hip? Was it was it training or was it just? Well. Brokenness it's, from age, <laughs> bit of both. Do you
1: know what I think? I think there was something underlying, something building up, and then uh, I I was talking to a friend of mine, and he he used to be a professional footballer, played in the mm. Premiership, you know, top level. Oh wow, yeah, top and, level. And we were talking about interval running, mm. and and I'd gotten back into running quite a bit and he said oh have you ever have you ever done kilometer intervals we used to do some of them when when i was playing football i was like no actually i haven't done that but i'm going to give it a go and so i did and when i was warming up my hip didn't feel right Mm. but i wasn't a happy camper that day i was in a bit of a mood for whatever reason and i thought i don't care i'm going to go and do this anyway and i wish i never did it because Mm. (laughs) it just I strained the psoas, the main hip flexor, and that was probably two months ago now and i've mm. I've been training and i've I've done bits, but then I'm wrecked for three days afterwards, and I've had various treatments and whatnot and I've actually had this week off completely because I'm just fed up yeah. of trying to do stuff, and it then just knocking me back for days afterwards. So I'm actually taking my own advice and just resting this week and doing my rehab exercises. I'm rolling, I'm stretching, I'm doing what I need to do. Mm. And it's feeling a hell of a lot better. So I'm hopeful that this weekend I can start to get back into things and yeah, yeah, it'll be good to go. Cause I'd, I'd been, just before that happened, I'd gotten back into martial arts training a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I've been down to train at Andy Crittenden's where where I train when I'm in Doncaster I'd been to train at, at Danny and Jamie's place in Hull as well Oh, that's cool you know and and so I was getting back into the swing of it then and then this happened so I, was like, I can't even kick you know uh. so so it's uh, it's frustrating but it it is what it is
0: it is it is well hopefully like you say weekend you'll be able to Mm. Get back on the mats and get a bit doing it, hit some bag, whatever you're planning on. I don't know. Yeah, planning on yeah, doing. But we always have these. I remember you have these ideas. Oh, I'll just do a little bit of this, and then I wonder if I can do this, or oh, maybe I'll, I'll just try a bit of that. And then before you know it, you <laughs> yeah, back to square one again. But and um, cool. So um yeah. if people want to find out more about you and you're working things, what could they do? what can they find out more? Sure. So
1: the best thing to do really is add me on social media. I'm on Instagram at at HypnoPTSew. and Facebook, just Stuart Wade, just my name on there. That's the easiest way to find me. And if you want to email me,
0: it's Stuart at swperformancecoaching.co.uk. I'm just thinking now, actually, now we're doing this like this. Is this the sort of stuff? Can you do it virtually as well? Can you? Yep. Wow. Okay. I didn't even think about that. So the world's your oyster, really.
1: It it really is. And it's only since the the dreaded lockdown happened that that this became a thing. I, I was a bit skeptical beforehand. Wasn't sure how well it would work. But when my hand got forced, tried it, and actually it works really, really well, provided your internet connection at both ends holds up. Yeah. You're good to go, you know. So yeah, so it, I've got clients around the world now as well, which it's it's great because I'm getting into markets and meeting people that I wouldn't have met had it not been for being able to do it virtually.
0: There you go, guys. So there you go, a little plug for him there. So go check him out if you're interested. I'm, I'm I'm i I've always been interested. I remember it was I don't know how many years ago I bumped into you at a tournament and I was like actually quite interested in that. And then mm-hmm. I, I ended up finding myself thinking of reasons like what? What can I think of? What do I need help with? I... <laughs> thinking that's not the way it works. You're not supposed to search for something in your head. <laughs> There's supposed to be something there that you definitely need help with. Um, but yeah, mine's delegating. I know that for sure. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Absolute
1: it's, it's... control
0: freak. <laughs> I get that. It's
1: it's funny, though, that you mentioned that about sort of thinking about things that you need help with. And that's a bit of a misconception that to have hypnotherapy, like there needs to be something wrong that you need to deal with. Don't get me wrong. Most people that come to see me, there is an issue that they are struggling with. But some clients, they just want to be better. You know, I, I have one client who is an amateur MMA fighter and he's, he's at a good level, you know, he's got aspirations to turn pro and, and he's, he's very much on that path. He has, unless, unless he hasn't told me them, he's got no problems. His
0: Mm -hmm. whole thing
1: is he just wants to perform better. He wants to fight better, he wants, he wants to progress. And so that's what we focus on when we work together. It's been going well so far.
0: So again, forgive my naivety with this, because um, I was about to do the whole finishing up thing then, and more things come into my head. <laughs> so, does it? How does it work then? Is it a little bit like a phys, like a mental physio session? So you have like multiple. Is it, it? It depends on what needs working on. The amount of time it takes varies from person to person. Or is it one session for some things? Or I just how does it? Is it like a layering thing? You know, stripping away and rebuilding, or. How does it, how does it give away the trade secrets?
1: (laughs) No, 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 I mean, it it can be all of the above, all of the Mm. above generally. It's, it very much depends on how someone responds to it. You could Mm. get an issue sorted in one session. It might take a little bit longer. The way I tend to work is I'll do a consultation with people, with a client first for up to 90 minutes. And that's where I'm, trying to get to the root of the issue. I want to understand them and what's going on with them as best I can so that I can formulate a plan specific to them to get them to where they want to be. Mm. And after that, I then do four sessions with them, ideally spread a week apart. And then we do one more session a month after that last one. And majority of the time, it's all sorted and they're good to go. If, if I've done a good job, I don't see them again. If they feel that they want like top up sessions, as some people refer to them as for their own peace of mind, if nothing else, we do that on an ad hoc basis as and when they feel they want it. But it's not something that I push on anyone. It's mm. generally that little program, no more than two months and people are good to go.
0: So, yeah, it's it's so, it's great. Yeah, it's interesting that you've said that. So I, the way that I was thinking about it was like if I was to say I'm struggling with my. I'm struggling to stay focused on what I need to do to take my podcast to the next level. That's one way of thinking it. Or could it be just as simple as I want to have the best podcast there's ever been. That's what I want. And then we can work on what I need to change to get to that. So that's coming out from both angles, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah. Um, okay. So you could work yeah. it from both. So I could literally, I could say, I want to, I want to, I want to have the best podcast there's ever been, which I know is a bit bit you know out there, but um and then ch- chip away at what I need to work on to get to that point. So mm. wow, okay. Yeah, that, that's it. It's, like that.
1: it's un unpacking as well what that actually means. You yeah. know, what what is what is the best podcast yeah, what is
0: to, it? Yeah. to you? To me, well. yeah, 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 yeah. And
1: yeah. and then what do we need to do psychologically and emotionally to allow you to believe and and have the conviction that you can have that in addition to doing some of the practical stuff you know Mm. so it's it's very comprehensive and uh that's part of the reason why I love it
0: you know it is now it's got me because I had I'd always thought of it as being a fix a problem to get a result but it can be the, it can. I guess it can be the other way around as well it could be to get to the result we have to find what the problems are as yeah, opposed to outright the, knowing beliefs. It. Yeah. yeah wow that's really powerful stuff hmm. cool well frankly, you for sharing all that that's really interesting so guys if anybody's interested yes. out there what I will do to save you having to rewind back through the recording is I'll put the links in the show notes so that you can go and click them you can go find out more about Stuart and what he does um but thank you for your time i've really really enjoyed this catching up a little bit as well
1: yeah th- thank you for having me it's been a pleasure yeah it's been See, great
0: if you ever get your podcast started and you want some random old bloke from <laughs> Doncaster well i'm not from that i'm living in in Harrogate i've upgraded that's yep, <laughs> so all i yep. say to people i've moved a bit further north um but no joking aside so if you ever want me on there to let me know okay. yeah thank to you chat about we'll whatever move. it is but yeah, yeah best of luck with your training, and hope you get over this your, your hip problem. And
1: uh... thank you very much. Yeah, best of luck with the knee as well.
0: Yeah, I need it. <laughs> I think I need to come and see you. I need to have every sort of therapy going to try and get You remember some of the idiotic things that we used to do, which I'm sure has probably contributed to the fact that this knee now hinges both ways pretty much. So anyway, enough yeah. of that enough of that <laughs> cheers thanks for your time and um we'll make sure we do this again before another 20 years because that would be a very yes. strange <laughs> with my zimmer frame <laughs> in, in the old people's home but uh, anyway Absolutely. pleasure thanks for your thank time you. you're listening to kick back with chris the martial arts podcast brought to you by www.onlinekicking.co.uk so a big thank you to stuart for his time uh it was actually when we recorded it was quite late uh, on thursday evening because of my schedule you know um a lot of the guests do wiggle things around for me quite a bit to uh to get these recordings so you know big thanks to everybody that's on um for being so accommodating with my time constraints i used to do a lot of the recordings in the day but now my situation has changed a little bit away from work and i can't always get in in the day so i do end up asking a lot of people to record in the evening so you know, uh, thanks to Stuart for giving up his time. It was really nice to catch up, uh, reminisce and, and obviously learn a little bit about what he does now professionally. Uh, really interesting. Uh, it's something that, you know, I am actually f- potentially interested in giving a go myself. Not uh, practicing, but actually, um, you know, having a treatment and, and and seeing what it's all about. Because I think it's fair to say there's there's areas that we could all do with some help on, you know, whatever whatever it is. Um and it yeah it just interests me, uh. But the details for Stuart are in the show notes. So if you want to uh, have a chat with him, if you want to connect with him, and maybe get any help yourself, uh, by all means do so. Um, and let me know if you do. Let me know how it goes. I'm really really interested to hear. Um. So here comes the uh, obligatory boring bit, guys. Uh, <laughs> I've got to do this because this is what supports the show, guys. You know. Um. And you guys are really awesome. You know, with your. Um, clicks and your spending. But as always, please do make sure if you enjoy the show and you're interested in learning new stuff, be, you, be it as an instructor or as a student yourself, check out the awesome mitmaster.com via the banner link at our website, kickbackpodcast, kickbackpodcast.com. It's absolutely freezing in here. It's, I don't know about everybody else, but it's been snowing, it's icy, it's cold, and my lips won't work. But yeah, kickbackpodcast.com, which isn't the easiest thing to say on the Warmest, sunniest days, let alone on a freezing cold December day. But yeah, go check out the banner at the top for mitmaster.com at kickbackpodcast.com. Every time you purchase something through that link, that banner link. Uh, Also, the link is in the show notes if that's easy for you. We get 50% of each sale, which helps us with uh, our ever-increasing podcast costs. Um, just costs in general to be fair everything's getting more expensive isn't it Uh, also don't forget to check out our friends at martialetics.com for all your CRM needs to get your school running more efficiently, getting in contact with students Um, I've been using it a lot this last week because we've got all our assessments coming up and it's really handy just to be able to output all of the data uh, for attendance just so you can keep tabs on when your students have been in, if you're like me you'd like to know if they've got enough glasses in between each grade point um, all sorts of other stuff that it does as well. Text messaging, that sort of stuff. As well, our friends over at artmarshall.com who have just launched uh, a new one of their ranges. Um, I'm actually just going to look it up what it's called before I call it the wrong thing. Because uh, I, I think... I Actually, no, I did call it the right thing last time, didn't I? But I genuinely can't remember what it's called. But they've just got a new range. Really smart looking as well. I'm just going to click on it now. Um, so original streetwear inspired by martial arts culture the fundamentals collection now live, so it's like a really uh, stripped back um, really smart and what I really like about it is actually using the colours of my logo for my academy which is black, red and white, which are my favourite colour combinations, they always have been black and red in particular um, I'm a child of the 80s, I'm a Night Rider kid and everybody who's a Knight Rider fan or kid, you know, you know what I mean, the black and red I was always about the black and red um so when it came time when i was older to have my own logo it's going to be black and red Uh, but black red and white uh my three combination favorites as (laughs) i'm geeking off here guys sorry as well as being uh, a martial arts fanatic uh, i was also i'm also really into motor racing and one of my favorite drivers formula drivers when i was growing up was a french driver called john and his helmet colors were black red and white so it's like the universe knows it's looking after me. But, yeah, go check out this. <laughs> that's the most random link I have ever done. But, yeah, go check out the Fundamentals link. Uh, sorry, the Fundamentals collection by Art Marshall. Really smart stuff. Uh, as always, if you uh, if you get any of their stuff, let me know. I'm uh, always interested. Send me some pictures as well. I'd like to see you guys wearing their stuff. So, all right, that's it. We're going to leave it there. Um, We'll be back again really quickly because I know I've actually recorded this intro and outro at the weekend because of all the crazy weather and stuff and um, just being busy with life. I've not been able to do this until today. I actually recorded with Stuart on the Thursday and I'm recording all the before and after bits on the Sunday afternoon whilst my family are out doing some shopping. Um, And we'll be back on again on Tuesday, all being well, with Matt Chapman to do some more business talk. Um, Got a few special bits going on at the minute just to tie in with um my school's 21st anniversary and you know anniversary with the podcasting and stuff but i'm not going to say any more than that oh as well keep a listen out because i've got something really cool coming up in january um with a previous guest who's quite good at facebook things but i won't say more than that i've probably already said too much but it's going to be really special uh the first of its kind as far as i know i don't know if anybody else has ever done this before um but, we're, yeah, we're going to try something really cool. So, do keep a listen out for that over the next couple of weeks. All right, guys. Thanks again. Be sure to drop us reviews and share the links on Facebook. That's the best thing that you can do. Reviews and Facebook shares by far. Um, share it far and wide. And, uh, yeah, look forward to catching up with you all again next time. Thanks again. And see you later.
1: Brought to you by www.mittmaster.com.